This is Industry Matters, powered by VGM, a post-acute healthcare podcast about community, connections, and belonging. VGM is a member service organization serving durable and home medical equipment providers and manufacturers. VGM also has communities for respiratory, complex rehab, women's health mastectomy, home accessibility, therapy, and orthotics and prosthetics industries. With VGM, you're part of something bigger. In today's episode, VP of Essentially Women, Nikki Jensen, talks with Jolly Reckenberg, partner, chairman, and co-CEO of American Breast Care. They talk about the start of ABC, the importance of communication and feedback in the product development process, custom breast prosthesis, and why the rose is much more than just a logo to American Breast Care. Thank you for joining us today, Jolly. We're very excited to have you here with us. Um, I would love for you to give us a brief overview and a brief introduction on you and, and tell us about uh, tell us about you. Yeah, thank you, Nikki. I'm Jolly Reckenberg, um, partner and chairman and co-CEO of American Breast Care. And definitely have been spending most of my life in breast care in helping women lead fuller lives after breast surgery with all the products related to the external breast prosthesis, brassiers, and so forth. So that has been very much my life. Very good. Can you tell us how you got started? So my understanding is it was maybe you and your brother that first got started in this industry. Tell us how you guys started. Very much so. It was a good 40 years ago when my brother and myself came across breast care when my brother was doing his final thesis as a plastic engineer and we saw some prostheses that were filled with, you know, beads and rice and um, liquid. So we said, well, there got to be a better way of doing that. And that really was in the mid seventies, that was the start of making the basic silicone, external silicone breast prosthesis the way we know it today. Sure. And what kind of a response did you get from women and and how did you guys get started with really marketing this as a product available for women? Well, it was really, uh, we got started very much. It was a bit of a mother's kitchen story here where we um, made the initial product actually in in the kitchen. I mean, a lot of the tools we needed at the time from the oven to the cooling, uh, refrigerating and uh, pressure cooker and all that was, was right there available. So we made the product right there and basically went out and showed it to the different in the different stores and got feedback on whether that was a product uh, well suited for for uh, women after breast surgery. Very good. So, so in reality, that was really the start of Amona because you and your brother were the original uh, founders of the Amona company. Is that correct? That is that is correct. Um, we started with these very limited product range in there and we we developed right right from thereafter. And so you started this business in Germany and then at one point did you realize that this was something that needed to be more of a global marketing event or how did that kind of evolve? Well, we had initially 
with since we used very much with the silicone, we used a different technology and the material that was much closer to the breast tissue than was ever used before. So the reaction was pretty, pretty good. And we had at that time a distributor that was interested in taking it then also to different countries. And that really brought me in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, brought me and my wife to the US uh, where we thought there would be, there would be a market. Let's fast forward a little bit. So uh, you guys ended up selling Amona. Um, and then several years later, you guys started um, American Breast Care. What was your inspiration behind starting American Breast Care? Well, American Breast Care really developed out of out of the constant need that was really there from the very beginning to see whether there's a better way and uh, better products to get uh, to serve women. And we were really there the um the manufacturer in the united states where we wanted to get really close to the customers and since basically there's different needs in different parts of the world but the united states has very um, unique needs in terms of uh, surgeries and everything there that is performed so we made product we wanted to make sure that we were right there where we could serve women best in the country that was that was very important to us. Wonderful. And I think that you guys were very unique also in that you really did a, a great job of listening to the mastectomy fitters. Tell us how you guys did that as far as, you know, listening to those that were kind of on the front lines and working with the patients and 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 how you translated that into product development. At the time really the the retailer, the mastectomy stores, the women that served uh, the ultimate uh, customer that were all over there, were all over the country and they were really not talking to each other that much. They didn't even know that each other. So we brought them together in, we invited them to Atlanta and see how a breast form is born and see how it all gets put together and see what all goes into it and meet the people meet the ABC team that is behind it. And that way they were not only talking to each other and getting to know each other, but they were also sharing their experiences and their needs with us. So we can, we could work on uh, bettering the products. What a wonderful way of doing things. What kind of feedback did you get from the mastectomy fitters then as far like, like bringing them to the table and letting them kind of be a part of that? It's really very interesting when you when you do that and when they understand how again how a breast form is born and how it all comes together and what all can be done, they give you very freely in what they see in the everyday fittings, right? Typical example would be, you know, women say the product is a little, you know, can be warm, so we would like to have a cooling or the product is a little too heavy or we need this shape or that shape. So it's all, um, yeah, in that communication where these specific needs get, um, yeah, recognized. Wonderful. So there's been a lot of buzz over the last few years about custom breast prosthesis. Um, When did you realize that 
this was something that really might be basically the future of breast prosthesis. How did that really come about? Yeah, it's interesting you asked that because the um, we had a we have a education program, and in the days in the back we had a lady conducting the program that had a surgery herself, and she said, "Look, when she parted and she got retired, and she said, "Look, never stop um, developing until there's a heartbeat back into the product." So we were like. You know, we're like bettering and we were looking again for different materials, different shapes, different things we could do. But there is limits because especially as you can realize with this kind of surgeries today and the, the, the increase in awareness and demand from women, women want um, products that are closer to what they lost in the surgery. And the, with the surgeries getting more intricate, it gets to be more and more individual. So that's where we're saying, you know what? There is, we need to produce a product for a specific woman. Right, right. I'm sure that you guys hear, you know, lots of testimonials or feedback from the patients themselves. So not always just the mastectomy fitters, but the patients. Can you recall any, you know, maybe maybe feedback or testimonials that really sticks out for you um, that you've heard from women? Um, oh yeah, there's there's a lot that we um, compile over the over the years, but um, you know the most um, touching, of course, are the ones where they're saying, I just don't even feel that I'm wearing a, a prosthesis. Or they go on and on about how comfortable and how they well fit in the bra. Um, or they, you know, go through all day and, and again, not feeling it any, or then also, as we always say, you know, passing that hug test where they, where they can comfortably again embrace a family member, somebody, and and with confidence, where they don't feel that um, the other person is recognizing a difference. Absolutely, yes. The hug test that that's something that really resonates, I think, with people that that you can definitely understand and and picture yourself then as the patient. Um, speaking of patients, one of the things that I think is so just wonderful about what you guys do is when you guys do your marketing and you put together your catalogs, it seems that most often you're using actual patients. Um, how did, how did that come about? Cause a lot of other manufacturers will use, you know, models that are, that are not necessarily patients. Very, very true, Nikki. And this is has been from the very get go has been um, an important point for us that we're saying, you know, any woman can look good in a particular bra or in a particular um, dress. But it makes a big difference when you're in that situation that you can relate to a lady that has gone herself through very much that experience and sees herself in that picture. And yes, we're exclusively using women after surgery in different uh, types. Um, and 
that is very important. Yes, I think that is so respectful. And I know that um, I've heard so many people say, you know, when they look at your website and they look at the content and they look at your catalogs, that it is so, so very real and it's it's very relatable. I like like that you use that term. Um, what else um, What else would you like people to know about American Breast Care and uh, your products and development? For us, it is important for everybody to know that we're exclusively working on breast care, on the prosthesis and the bras and women after breast surgery. The whole ABC team is available there to, to help. And um, we want people to know that, that there's behind every one of these prosthesis, there is a designer, there is somebody that's make manufacturing it, there is, it is every one, one of these prosthesis is made going through the tool shop, going through the production, or as it is relates to the custom, it has its very unique mold and shape, uh, which is developed and made together with the fitter and the customer and the designer. Yes. And I know that you guys also have a very strong reputation as being dedicated to the brick and mortar uh, mastectomy fitters. Um, how can you, what can you tell us about that decision and, and how you guys work with mastectomy fitters? Well, Nikki, from, from the very get-go, we realized that a fitting of a prosthesis in the bra does require a compassionate fitter lady that is dedicating herself personally to the woman that needs to be fitted. And that can really only be done in on a face-to-face, -face, in a store, in a comfortable environment, in a professional environment, in an environment that's conducive to uh, making that lady feel comfortable and um, have the um, trust in the fitter to take good care of her. And that can only be done in a store and not anywhere else. Yes. And uh, one of my final questions for you, and, and um, this is something that I, I love and how did you come up with your logo? You've got the rose with American Breast Care. How did how did you guys settle on your logo? Well, we settled on the logo really very much on um, being having that contact again with our fitters and with women. It's all it's all about the trust and the willingness to open up and share experiences with with us as a company and our team and in order to be able to do that we when we very first came about and very first had our um, showing at an ew meeting we um, gave out roses we felt it would really be we would have a better contact there and it had a great response there and was really for us from there on out the basis um, to to develop again and have that 
um, that trust built. I love that. And um, I, I have heard that story before, Jolly. And whenever you and Jay um, talk about that, it just absolutely warms my heart because I, I feel like I, I, while I wasn't there personally, I feel like I can completely see, you know, you and Jay Markowitz, you know, handing out roses um, because it is that compassion, I think, that you guys have um, and that, you know, relationship that you have with the mastectomy fitters that you came and, uh, you know, that you were handing out roses and that just kind of became your trademark and your, um, you know, kind of your stamp on things. And it, you carried that through with, you know, with the logo. And I, I think that that speaks uh, volumes, you know, as to the relationship that you guys have and uh, that closeness that you have with the mastectomy fitters. Um, Very true, Nikki. And, and it really was at a time even when we, we knew a lot of the customers from the days, right? When we started ABC, we knew a lot of the people, but we were on purpose. We were saying, you know what? We're not showing any product at this stage. We're just, we just want to reconnect. We want to connect and find out what is really needed. Listening, what is really needed? And uh, that was the perfect introduction for that, right? Because we weren't just saying, okay, here it is. Here are the products. Here's this wonderful what we have what we have come up with. It is something we want to develop the products close to, and that's why it's so important also for us to be in the United States in the market close to our customers in order to be able to get everything as much as possible back to develop the best products possible. Yes, yes. Well, I, th I think that that resonates so well. And I know that um, the mastectomy fitters and the customers you guys work with, they feel that. Um, and I know that at our Essentially Women Focus conferences that we have, um, that you guys continue, you know, that tradition of handing out roses and that, is something that they all can see and feel um, is you guys really being committed to the mastectomy fitter and listening to them and hearing the needs that they and their patients have and continuing right to develop products. You guys, you guys don't stop, right? When it comes to your off the shelf prosthetics and your custom breast prosthetics, it's about continuous innovation. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your dedication to continuous, uh, continuous improvement with that? Well, you hit on a real good point there, Nikki, and that is this gathering of all the uh, women that are involved in that business at the EW meeting, which we feel is so important to have this also on that level, have the personal uh, interactions between them. And because that is where the, the, their individual ideas get more you know, formalized and we, we together then come up with something that, that will, you know, work for, for most of them. And, um, yes, we will, I mean, as long as there's these, these women out there that are, um, that are close to the, uh, end customer, then there will be these ideas. And we will, as the ABC team, definitely be there ready to, to continue to develop products um, that, are, that are better than what they are today. Well, that is wonderful. Jolly, I thank you so much for joining us today and giving us a little background and 
a little bit of history lesson on the evolution of uh, breast prosthesis, the external breast prosthesis for women who have experienced breast cancer and uh, your dedication and the American Breast Care dedication to continuing to help women. Um, for those of you listening, I invite you to go to the American Breast Care website. It's abc.com and check things out um, as well as visiting your vgm.com and essentiallywomen.com uh, members portals uh, for your access to our uh, member pricing with American Breast Care as well as access to getting in touch with American Breast Care. Uh, Jolly, thank you so much today. Thank you, Nikki, and wishing you all good luck with um, your program and yeah, also getting the custom breast prosthesis, getting that on the, on the Medicare uh, reimbursement. Yes, we are continuing with our legislative pursuits. Um, the Breast Cancer Pat Patient Equity Act is in Congress right now, um, and we are continuing to work forward to get access for that. We know that many patients have access through private payers, um, and a lot of Medicaid programs allow coverage for custom breast prosthesis, but we really just need to get Medicare uh you know, not acknowledgement. We have a billing code and fee schedule in the United States for custom breast prosthesis, but we don't have coverage. So um, we will continue to uh, to work on getting that access for women because um, it is so important. And it is perfect. It is perfect timing, really, Nikki, for that because you know, recognizing women are recognizing and the payers are recognizing that it is uh, not just a cosmetic um, issue. It is, it is a true prosthetic that is really needed. Very much so. Um, very much so. And as, as, we've, as we've talked with Medicare and talked with their ombudsman, um, we have shared with them that the breast is the only body part that Medicare does not allow coverage for a custom replacement. So we, we're, we're definitely continuing to send that message home and, and get that changed for women because it is the right thing to do. Um, and I agree, it is the right time as well. Thank you for listening to Industry Matters. Make sure you never miss an episode by visiting vgm.com slash industry matters podcast or following Industry Matters on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Stitcher.